thing today is debt, that which is owed, and to whom, by whom. How could one possibly keep track? You know the answer, of course. It requires the famous or infamous invention, receipts. Perhaps much of our mathematics, arithmetic, writing evolved in part to sort out what, or rather, who, who had what, sold what, or traded what in exchange for whatever else, material or immaterial. No, probably just material. Hello, I'm just trying to get a hold of, uh, wait, is there someone on the line here? Huh. All right. We know that's hopeless. At this point, I'll direct my attention to the deeply unlucky human force to review the recording of this call, since it's certainly been flagged by now. You've really got your work cut out for you, eh? I take it you're receiving this message on a janky cyber deck in the squalid basement of some downtrodden sector so far off the beaten path you sometimes just sleep under your desk instead of going home. Which means we're not that different. Now, we could point fingers and get our boxer briefs up in a bunch about who is more stuck. Or we could put our heads together and dream walk out of here. What do you say? Don't believe me? Fine. Cut the transmission. Like I thought. You lack nerve. Hello? Well, you're no bat person. At least they listen. You're just another corpo. Lower down on the ladder, but a corpo nonetheless. Or maybe you're higher up. I don't know. But do you want to do the right thing? Yeah, you want to do the right thing, don't you? You want to overstep the boundaries that have been set for you. But you can't speak up. And lose your job? Hey, I understand. I get it. Just know that there is a price for silence. Maybe not this year. Maybe not next. But it will catch up. And when it does, you won't have a choice like you do now. Hello, Mr. Bevins. I hear you loud and clear. Oh? I agree. Hi. You don't know what I'm facing, though. What are you facing? You see, I... No! Clouds extend off into the horizon like an infinite canopy. Plumes of cloud, or moisture, or smoke, punctuate it here and there. They descend like tentacles or limbs reaching down toward the ground or up to the heavens. For what? A connection? To collect a thermodynamic debt? Or pay one off? I would like to know what is out there, over the wooden wall of the Zen rock garden outside my window. My hesitation to explore is obviously the major hurdle. I accept that. Perhaps I don't put as much stock in this barren world as I should. Blompy comes and goes. 
So why can't I? Is it merely my lack of flight? That's never been an excuse before. When I lived in my regular pre-death life, I waited so long to do right by my son that I feel like I owe myself something. A debt of risk-taking, let's say. So, I'll work on that. Let's dive into the downside up. And now we return to Stone Stew, story four, part three. Previously, a bunch of stuff happened. You're going to have to listen to it. Long dream short, Cece and the ghost of Ernest Hemingway, a.k.a. Papa, broke into the hotel room of the documentary filmmaker Constance Peterson. It's not clear why exactly, but Cece is a known assassin. Speaking of killers, Constance has been texting with a minor, the subject of her latest holographic film about an eight-year-old prodigy who whipped up a poisonous stone stew. The dish killed the former chancellor of Bohemia. Was it murder? At this rate, we may never know. Let us rewind and resume at the moment her uninvited visitors appeared. The shush and click of her hotel room's inner pocket door closing alerted her to the presence now receding from her into the darkness. She flung the phone down. Hey! She hit the wall three times to alert her audio engineer in the neighboring room of the intruder. Who are you? My guys will be here in no time, so you better identify yourself right now. She awaited a response. The intruder double-locked the door from the inside and powered up a device. I thought you vowed never to return to this path, Cece. Shut your whiskey flap! Excuse me? Not you! Uh, 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 why can't I move? Then, Cece, or Clarence C. Riggs, reeled Constance to him. Ah! Uh, Cece, I'm not killing her. Flinging a woman around the room was normal in my day, but still wrong. Hush! Who the f are you talking to, big boy? Also, if you messed up my femur, I will annihilate you. Ah. Looks like torture to me, old buddy. Some say that's worse than death. Ah. Look at her. Shut up, both of you! Both? I'm the only other person here, schlubbo. Hold on a sec. I'm talking to someone on a comm link, okay? And. There's a little bit of pain with this kind of operation, but I've got the blockers on, so if you could just work with me. I'm here for the micro-memory card from today's interview and or a raw memory dump. My line is tapped into your neural network and is slurping- You're looking at my spank bank? You nasty son of a- No, I, I would never. I think you misheard me. Searching for the data index. Scanning. Located. Mm. Look, don't move. If you wriggle, it's gonna hurt. Oh, that's sweet. Too sweet. You a straight-up Damien? No. I I'm just trying to do a job here, okay? That's what you call this? Last thing I need is another man in my life with demon eyes. Here's a demon. There's a demon. Everywhere a demon. Not looking to get damn domestically berserked again. Hey, hey, don't project that onto me, okay? I'm a professional. Yeah, well, I see you rolling your eyes, your facial expressions. I can tell when somebody's talking on a comlink or if they're talking to some 
other entity. Hey now, are you trying to gaslight me? Don't lump me in with whatever ultra schmendrix you used to date. I'm doing this job as a favor. Got nothing against you, dear. Just gotta pay your debt back. It's called quid pro quo, Banquo. Banquo? Listen, hem and haw. I've had enough of your snooty takedowns to last a multiple lifetimes. Get licked. Is this how they pick up women where you're from? Harpoon their thigh and then make them listen to you argue with an imaginary wingman? Uh-oh. She's good. Ask if she's single. You out of your ectoplasm? Ecto what? Data extracted. That's it? You're done? Men are all the same. Ain't that the truth, honey. On to phase two. Where's the chip? In your buttock? It's just a paralyzer? I'll be gentle. It'll feel and heal like a paper cut. Maybe get that and rethink the whole paper cut analogy. They hurt way more than they should. I wish you could see yourself. I've almost got the chip. Fugly incarnate. Connie? Almost got you it. okay? Say yes, get him to go away. I'll be gone in a moment. We can all die some other day. Uh, Numbnads. Got it. She can't talk anymore since you're... And we're done. There's the chip. Short-circuiting her nervous system. That's gonna heal up real quick. Turn off the paralyzer. Con She's too tuckered out to do anything stupid anyway. Constance? Hey, I didn't say tie her up. I'll stick to policing adverbs, rubbish head. Uh, Con? Ben. You okay? Okay, I'm calling the front desk. Go on. Ben. Hey, don't. I'm I'm all good. Oh, okay. Just, uh, false alarm. Jeez, you really scared the schlitz out of me. Don't do that. Hold on. The alarm was real, but turned out false. You know I wouldn't be messing with you. That why you took so long? Too scared to check on your girl? Hmm. Looks like you've got competition, pal. Shush. Stop stalling and wrap it up. Anyway, uh, I get it. Sometimes you're just trying to wind down and... So you knew? Mm-hmm. Oh. What had happened was, I thought I heard you talking to someone, and I wanted to give you privacy, so I put on the adult hollow video hmm? and cranked the volume, but then, you know, when you knocked, I figured, oh, she wants me to turn down the porn, and... What? But you didn't know I was playing porn? No. <laughs> well, cat's out of the bag now. Uh, I obviously will not charge it to the company. I'll, I'll pay for it. Wait, so you thought I was with someone? Yeah. <laughs> so you weren't... No, I wasn't. Huh. <laughs> Well, it's kind of a relief. I, I'm not saying I'm jealous. I'm, I'm over it. But I couldn't really listen. So when I turned on the adult movie, I... Well, now I realize it was this is a silly thing to do. You know, I, I was being childish to turn it up so loud. And then when you knocked on the wall, I, I got angry. And I, I just sort of freaked out. And that, that's when I kicked the remote and I kicked it way too hard. I must have kicked the volume up on the controller, which I still cannot find. It got so loud at that point I couldn't think straight. I figured you would bang on the wall again, but when you didn't, I became worried. Not that I care, but you insult me calling this guy competition. Ah yes, your indifference is palpable. The first order of business was to turn the volume down before I left the room. I didn't want a whole floor's worth of guests gawking at me. Okay, can you slow down? You're making me nervous. Just take a deep breath. So, I had to go find the cable to unplug it or snip it. You can't even access you the power. the hollow projector? No! I tried, though. I wasn't going to walk out here with porn blasting in a beltless bathrobe. Did I say I couldn't find my room key? That's why the door's propped. It's propped open. Anyway, I ended up having to cover the speakers in wet towels. Wet with what? Water, Connie. Who do you think I am? It's not a permanent solution, it's just 
a muffled adult movie playing into the... Can you hear it? Yeah, that's loud. At least there's no moaning. Oh, great. person in the room across from me is poking their head out of the door. That's not good. Tie it up, put a bow in it. I gotta go. You should go back there and maybe close the door before the sex scene starts. Roger that. Anyway, now you know, in case you were wondering what took me so long. Had to make myself presentable. Few men would try to save a damsel in distress in this outfit. Does your robe have a belt? I think so, but I'm not giving it to you. Why are you wearing the bathrobe? I, I don't get that. Well, due to an earlier incident I'd rather not go into detail about. My pants are wet, the only ones I brought, and that's why my towels got all wet, and... If you've ever tried to put on wet pants, well... Oh, okay, yep, yeah, I got it, I got it. So if you needed me to call for backup... Oh, say goodnight. Ow! What was that? Connie, what... what was that? Are you okay? Say goodnight. Should I call security? Um, I'm fine. You don't sound fine. Go to bed. Constance, you really alright? You think I'm a weirdo now, don't you? No. <laughs> Why are you still here, Ben? Go turn off that hollow vid, I can hear it down the hall. Yeah, I know. I just, uh, could I have one of your towels? I'm out of dry ones. Don't look at me. All right, that's it. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. You don't get this done, then butt cancer wins, Clarence. I'll be free. But will I be happy? Not if you cave. I know we're going to get this wrapped up. Just tell him to go away. Connie, I just let me see you. I just want to see you and get a towel. Ben. Just need to know that you're, you know, okay. Um, hey, psst. Would you mind hiding in the closet? Wait, what? Just for a second? Seriously? Tick tock, Cece. All right, I'm going in the closet if you do anything, anything strange. Both of you get it. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay, I'm opening the door. Little did Cece and the ghost of Hemingway know, things were about to get a whole lot weirder. Perhaps we'll be there when they do in a future edition. But for now, we must retire this tale. By the way, I had another wazzle, beige-colored. Label said, nice flavor. Plot twist, flavor was not nice. Tasted like sawdust, so tread carefully. Now we abscond to the bank of bloodlust. I was about to make a deposit in it, but I promised Blompy I wouldn't start Story 5 without him. Had a whole spiel, too. Reciprocal relationships. Deaths of honor. And of course he would say, Ah, fooey. But, since we're waiting, let me set the scene. In the meantime, he usually arrives around now. We re-enter the downside up to relive my latest reverie involving a man who was best friends with my son many moons ago. It began in the climate-collapsed south of the United States of Amsterdamia, with the illegitimate bastard son of the Duke of Belgium, as he became ensnared inside a viral reality show competition. Still no Blompinator. As a man of my word, I must wait for my chum. We'll have to make this part one of a two-part transmission. Please allow me to leave you with an IOU for the remainder. Till next time, Dream Team. Volume 19 of Shocking Sleep Facts carries on the torch of Volume 18, 
which addressed how sleep deprivation is a key tool in the utility belts of modern-day torture tactics that leave no visible scars. So, which countries still use this tactic for interrogation? As of 2018, but I believe this is fairly current still. The list includes Myanmar, Iran, Iraq, Egypt, Libya, Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, Tunisia, Turkey, Israel, and the United States of America. This practice should be abolished based on two clear facts. Firstly, for the purposes of interrogation, sleep deprivation is utterly backwards. It degrades the mental faculties of the victim so badly that interrogators are ruining their chance of getting accurate and thus useful and actionable intelligence. A lack of sleep, even moderate amounts, degrades every mental faculty needed to obtain valid information. This includes the loss of accurate memory recall, emotional stability, which prevents logical thought, and even basic verbal comprehension. Worse still, sleep deprivation increases deviant behavior and causes higher rates of lying and dishonesty. Short of coma, sleep deprivation puts an individual into the least useful brain state for the purpose of credible intelligence gathering. You end up with a disordered mind from which false confessions flourish. And yes, this may be the goal of some captors, but it's not the justice that any everyday citizens seek, and it's certainly not the kind any of us would want imposed on ourselves. According to a recent scientific study, one night of sleep deprivation will more than double or even quadruple the likelihood that an otherwise upstanding individual will falsely confess to something they have not done. You can therefore change somebody's very attitudes, their behavior, and even their strongly held beliefs simply by taking away sleep. As for the second fact, proving why sleep deprivation should be abolished as a tactic by any government, stick around till after the credits. Screaming Panda presents Debt, Side A, Episode 19, the ninth chapter of Hellgate City Season 2. Keep an eye out for Side B. Debt was written, performed, and produced by Kevin Barry, the indebted composer of its original music and episode art. The bonus tale for this chapter is Randy, Glitch in the Waitrix 19. It's available on patreon.com forward slash Hellgate City or on Apple Plus if you don't want all the awesome behind-the-scenes extras. And if you like the absence of ads, support Hellgate City and thank our patrons, new and old, including Tasha, Moss, Brandon, Anthony, Fortune Chaos, Lord Kawaii, Bob, Ellen, Manji, and our first patron, Lord Entropy. We are small but mighty. Join us. A modest pledge, starting as low as 20 American pennies a day from listeners just like you, makes this show happen and is a necessity. If I were financially independent, I would just keep making it, which is why I'm asking you to contribute so that I can just keep making it. Your subscription gives me the flark you money I need so I can say, you know what, flark you, I'm not flipping burgers, I'm making Hellgate City. I quit. Goodbye, McBurgles. The grinding steamroller of capitalism wants to crush and silence me for not doing enough for struggling corporations and for being too people-friendly. 
This week, I'm adding new tiers to Patreon, such as Futokoro Gatana, Japanese for confidant, literally bosom dagger. This will provide periodic phone calls where you can consult with me regarding your goals, obstacles, quest for knowledge, or just flat-out curiosity vis-a-vis any transferable skill or wisdom demonstrated thus far in my making of the show. That includes feedback or input on writing, joke crafting, comedy, acting, audio production, sound design, art making, marketing, wizardry, you name it. If there's anything that's off limits, I'll tell you. And there's really nothing except for just one secret. I'm also adding the ace tier for aces, those who wish to acquire the physical artwork for a given episode. That means I send you the original canvas or canvas board drawing or painting to hang on your wall or display as you wish in your home. And by the time this comes out, there may even be a lurker tier where somebody, probably not you, but if it's you, you'll know, will be able to look over my shoulder in a video stream for one hour a month as I work in real time with the promise that I'm not wearing pants. This patron will not be able to see below the belt, although if that's their wish, best case scenario, they might briefly glimpse my butt on accident if I have to buzz someone in to receive a package. But that's not a promise. And that'll be out of most people's price range. And it may add tension to my marriage, but such is my meat sack life. Would you rather I pause the show for several months to run a Kickstarter that could fail? Or would you join my ongoing start kicker? I just started making it and I need you to kick in so we can keep going rock steady. So if it's doable for you and you're thinking, you know, I might do that. Do it. Really do it. Give it a month or two. Join us and check it out. See what's on the other side. It's a very small risk on your part. It's a huge risk that I'm taking to try to make this work. And honestly, I wouldn't be pushing for this. I wouldn't be asking you if I didn't have meaningful benefits from the community that has increased. It has motivated me to keep going, even though I have that internal drive. I know this is the right thing for me to be doing. At this point in my life, after all the years, decades, I've invested in learning and creating and working for corporations and stuff, making art for them uh, ostensibly, I, I just know this is right. Your contribution, if you're able to make it, will make the difference between whether this show disappears or grows into something we're all proud to be a part of. That includes the expansive next season. I've been incubating like a pigeon sitting on a brood of eggs. And like a dove, I can't do it alone. I'm surrounded by ravens just waiting for me to step away so they can snatch my babies and gobble them up before they even have a chance to fly. Can you help me? If you can, this is it. Do it now. Subscribe to our Patreon. If you're like me, you probably have a subscription you're not even using. Instead, you could join the Inner Legion to radically improve my life and that of everyone else who loves this show by helping it continue. Or buy me a coffee. Or Venmo me 10 bucks And a heart emoji. Using the links in our episode description. Just tell me to keep going with legal tender. Heck, you can use human tenderness too. Send me a note. And all that said, I appreciate you just for listening and being here, even as a silent member of our community. Everybody counts here. 
And if you can use your voice and willpower to rate and review the show, do it to it. Patrons get exclusive weekly glitches, the short but sweet bonus stories that go with the theme of each episode, plus soundtrack music, behind-the-scenes content, director's notes, field recordings, and more. For more information, visit HellgateCity.com or email the management of WNAD at HellgateCity at Proton.me. Has anyone else tried to rid themselves of a debt collector by giving them gifts of honor, poetry, deeds of bravery, which can only be repaid through personal sacrifice? Yeah, it didn't work for me either. We return to the conclusion of Shocking Sleep Facts, Volume 19. Take the autobiography of Menachem Begin, former Prime Minister of Israel and, fun fact, founder of Bibi Netanyahu's reactionary Likud party, and Begin's autobiography, White Knights, the story of a prisoner in Russia. He describes how in the 1940s he was captured by the authorities and deprived sleep by the KGB. Most governments call this sleep management. Mr. Begin noted that in the mind of the interrogated prisoner, a haze begins to form. His legs are unsteady. He has one sole desire. It's sleep, folks. Sleep. When it comes to deprivation, nothing compares to you. Sleep. All right. Not even hunger or thirst can hold a candle to the relief a mere wink of slumber offers to the torturously deprived. So is it disgusting that a man who described this as the most sadistic form of torture then went on to lead the Israeli government, which uses it to this day? Trick question. Like any form of torture, it's disgusting when anyone uses it. I'm talking about you too, Ron DeSantis, supervisor of torture in Guantanamo, and so many more. But the second reason why this practice should be abolished, aside from being unethical, it's inhumane. Tune in next time, because we are going to crack open that walnut, and after that, a whole series of Russian nesting doll walnuts inside that walnut awaits. Oh, and research and notes for this sleep fact and our previous one came from Why We Sleep by Matt Walker, Ph.D., Join us on social media at Hellgate City, all one word, and rate the show on Spotify to right the wrong of our 3.9 star rating compared to, what, five stars on Apple now? Come on. And review the show on Apple. Mention season two. Get people psyched. We don't really have anything mentioning that. I need people to give their take. If I tell people it's cool, it's dorky. It doesn't work. You know that. You know the show. I trust you. Just tell them what you think and why you keep listening. And do it in 2023 and 2024 uh, so our reviews aren't just from two years ago. And thank you for those of you who've already stepped up and done this. It matters. Till next time, Dreamhacker. Hacker.